you watch wrestling? Well, hello there. Welcome, friends, foes, heels, baby faces, all the way. Come here at the We Watch Wrestling podcast. Well, hello there. I am your wonderful, darling, redheaded, bearded host, Matt based wrestling McCarthy. With me, always, professional wrestling encyclopedia, Mr. Vince Averill. Finally, some star power on Raw. Did you see it, Maddie? Matthew McConaughey was in the Thunderdome. Who? Matthew McConaughey was in the Thunderdome. What are you talking about? He was on a screen. He was in the Thunderdome. All right, like, all right, all right. Like really him? Really him. Oh my God. He was like I he's like, I guess I guess Randy won last night. It'd be cooler if he didn't. My God. Well, that's right. Yeah. Him and his kid were in the the, the taker dock, right? Right. There's like, it's him and he's got two, like, he must have two sons that are like flanking him in the dome. I got two kids right here with a watch and Randy get beat. I will say, dude, oh, been, everybody get in here. Randy's going to be on a moment of bliss. I, uh, I've been listening to the book, dude. His book is good. Time, time is a squared circle. That's right. By Matthew McConaughey. That's hey, right no doubt about it, dude. You call me a hobo. That's somebody who works for their food. You call me unemployed. I'm definitely unemployed. You call me homeless. That's definitely my state right now. But you call me a bum again. I'm going to teach you some manners that your daddy never did. <laughs> this is the We Watch Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. We're here each and every Wednesday at 3.16 a.m. 3.16 a.m. We Watch Wrestling. Go to WeWatchWrestlingPodcast.com. Patreon.com. All sorts of new and exciting things happening there starting this November Sunday, 1st. November 1st. Um, we're going all here. Here, Let me just run it down for you. Run it down for the kids. At this point, what we're doing is a is a tier of $7 to get on board. And that will get you uh, the video of this podcast before it is posted in audio. That's right. A weekly Q&A. We just did like 40 minutes, um, which gets posted as audio and video. Um, we will now be doing a weekly bonus audio show that will sometimes be a guest. Sometimes it'll be us discussing a specific topic. Could be wrestling, could be something else. Mm-hmm. You get the monthly watch along that we're already doing and the monthly playlists that uh, me and Maddie make and some other shit. We're fucking locking down. We're going to make it cool. We're going to make it worth $7 and we hope that you are able to and if you are able to, that you will. Ready, willing, Gable. Um, and the at we watch wrestling podcast.bigcartel.com, we still have some snapbacks and mm-hmm. some koozies. Mm-hmm. Um, Pro wrestlingtees.com, a couple new shirts, the new runaway hit. Oh, but if it was in the Tokyo Dome, you'd love it. T shirt, the <laughs> you wear it, <laughs> wear it proudly. Comic book, at, whatever at the at the wrestling observer people. <laughs> What'd you say? A comic book. There's the um, also the the comic book stamp shirt in there. Yes, the uh, approved by the We Watch Wrestling podcast. The old uh, stamp. And yes. what's the uh, the party belt info? Yes, partybelts.com. Everyone by now, 
I hopefully has seen what we're talking about. We are uh, in concert working with Party Belts. Um, it's a dope-ass belt. You can get one with our logo on it, and you can load the holsters with a couple of brewskis or a couple of Cokes or a couple of Dasanis or whatever it is you're drinking. Whatever it is you got. It could be Frank's hot sauce. And they're selling, they're selling those now over there. But you also, if you need something for your fantasy football league, if you need something for your bachelor party, your bachelorette party, you need something for whatever, they're doing them custom. They got a bunch of different belts over there. If you use the code WEWATCH, you will get, uh, I believe it's 15% off. Yes, 15% off uh, using the code WEWATCH when you're over there getting your belt or your belts. So check out partybelts.com and uh, we will be giving some away in the very near future. Woo! W-E-W-A-T-C-H. We watch. Oh, uh, yeah. I feel like that's everything. It is everything. You know what I was thinking, dude? Um, so, the Rand man, you know, he got the belt there on Sunday. Finally, Randy getting a push. But the, but the strange thing to me is like, well, the strange, not strange thing, right? Is yeah. he, the first time he won the belt, was in 2004 okay yeah so that's like saying and i guess it's like um you know if if it's like going like flair in 84 versus versus flair in 90 would it be no 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 excuse me 94 2000 so it's like yeah, it, it, it's on one hand, obviously they're not making new stars, but Very also much so Randy does not, <laughs> does it? He, he must've been about 10 years old in 2004. Cause he does it. When I look at Randy, I don't think like, Oh, he's like an old dude. He's like, he's beat up. He can't, he can't go. Whereas like, if you think about Hogan 16 years in to, right. you know, it's like, you're going like, Oh yeah. Terry's been around. Like Vince already got rid of his ass, you know, like, well, I mean, it's Macho I Man wasn't allowed to wrestle anymore. He was an old man. Holy you know? shit! By the time Randy was forty, Randy might Randy Orton might even be forty-one. Um, I mean, fuck, this pandemic's been going on so long. There were times I was earnestly telling people, like, I thought I was forty-one already. I'm still forty. <laughs> I honestly till the eleventh, right? The ninth, yeah, the ninth, yes. But the, it's the eleventh. I knew that. Month. I knew that. That's I knew what, that. No, it's the 11th month. That's what you Scott were Hall, Scott Hall, Scott Hall, Scott Hall, Scott Hall, Scott uh, Hall. Other than that, everything was great. Um, the fucking old man. Well, I think as the older Vince gets, the, the, the younger, the 40-year-olds seem to him. You know? Sure, that makes sense. 30 years ago. It was like, oh, God, they're old. Randy can't be on TV. God, maybe just make him an announcer, but fuck. Keep your gimmick on. Cover your face. Hulk, like he, like Hulk Hogan, he's like, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> it's like at Hulk Hogan. I mean, he had run his course, granted, but, but it's to just, think that he never thought to pull the trigger on a heel turn, you know, it's but, insane. But so here's the deal, right? So Drew McIntyre, who is you know, the, the fresher of the two guys, just based on, you know, having gone away yeah. and come back, whatever. He's only five years younger than Randy. You know, that's the thing. I think Randy was so young because yeah, I just started going like, wow, 16 years. 
Well, dude, the, what's crazy is after the pay-per-view ends, they start that documentary. Did you watch that? The Untold with Randy and Undertaker? I didn't. Oh, it's great. You should watch okay. it. It's great because under, uh, Candid Undertaker is always the best. You know, at one point, the, the interview, and it, and it covers, it's not just one match. It covers that entire program they did. So like Bob Orton Jr.'s in it. Um, and at one point, and Randy's just a dick. He's just, right. he, in the interviews, he's a dick. Like they talk about, Remember when they put the makeup on uh, Bob Orton to try to make him look like somebody else? Yeah. And it just was shitty makeup. Right. He literally goes, Randy at one point goes, and hey, if the guy who did the makeup is watching this, thanks for nothing. Oh. Was just like, it sucked, you know? Yeah. Uh, but Taker's the coolest motherfucker going. Like, the interview was like, so you've been in more casket matches than anybody. And Taker's just like, you think? Yeah. <laughs> but it's but so the doc starts and it has like OVW 2000 Randy Orton breaking into the business. And it's like, motherfucker, that's 20 years ago. Fucking yeah. like more so like we're like we're the 2020 is almost over. Praise <laughs> be. But here's, here's it's very simple. Think about what we're watching on Mid-South right now. 1984. And then the year 2000 and how like were any of those guys still in dude this is the idea like somebody let's let's say where who's who's the young let's say uh, is there a 20 year old guy on mid-south in 1984 let's say is it is it joel watts <laughs> but like we're talking 20 right. years after that is fucking 2004 dude like you're still gonna fucking put the belt on some guy who was like your, your hot new talent and fucking 84 fuck right. dude like fucking david von eric died at what 25 <laughs> yeah 24 or 25 yeah like, I that's mean, part of it is how young randy was but still it's still it, it you can't help but go okay but they're not making any new stars no you because know? that's the other thing when I watched the Undertaker Randy doc, right? So they have that moment where, where Randy wins the belt, and it's such a great moment. Every like the, the heel roster comes out and they hoist him up, and he's up on their shoulders. We hear the gong, and Randy somehow is the only one who knows what's about to happen. And then he's freaking out. And he's like, put me down, put me down. But then everybody's still celebrating and holding him <laughs> up. It's great. It's it's something out of like Nightmare on Elm Street, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm looking at the crew of people holding him up. They're all fucking gone. Right. They're all people that came in, chewed up, spit out, done. Right. And it's like, and Randy just won the belt again. Well, but, and so here's the thing though. So then you have to, in some strange way, sort of go like, because the, the guys who, you know, when I say flair in 84 and flair in 2000, it's like flair was still in there and he wasn't he like, was he was not a, he wasn't holding the belt like, he wasn't holding the he, belt he also wasn't gonna beat you know the new the guy right right that's fair that's so fair. drew's drew's done i mean what like what where he's gonna chase the belt now it's like drew mcintyre is cursed i swear to god <laughs> vince mcmahon came out and said he's the chosen one and that has like been the albatross on his neck yeah i mean it would be interesting to know you know what maybe would be different had he gotten his run during normal times because no doubt if the crowd was behind him maybe you know maybe it's different uh but i mean that does hear the, it you know yeah because it's like with with vince's booking 
you know, it's like you can, I, 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 you'd be hard pressed to do the benefit of the doubt of, well, let's see where it's going because we've been watching for how long and it stopped going somewhere a long time ago, you know? And the problem with it is, is that it makes me think this is what Vince does when he panics. He's like, oh God, the ratings are in the toilet. We got to get the belt off Drew quick. Put it on Randy, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's, uh, but so all that said, this is what I find most entertaining about WWE when Vince does these insane panic things. And I'm just like, of course, Randy won, of yeah. course. And then the big follow up the next night is he's going to be <laughs> Alexa yeah. Bliss's show. <laughs> but, you know, I also know that, you know, uh, there are parts of Randy's anatomy that are off limits or you have to be careful with him because he's broken oh, his yeah. collarbone 10 times, whatever. But at the same time, you know, like I say, when he's out there, I'm not like, Oh, like he's, you know, he's beat up or he seems like old or that. Well, he no, can't he looks go, great. You know, I don't know. I don't know if it's maybe it's just genetics or something, because even in the doc, when they like cut to, they're going to talk to Bob Orton jr i'm like oh my god he's gonna look like a fucking lump of clado and he didn't by any means look young but i was Dabba like clado did you just say double clado double clado he looked like a double clado a lump of <laughs> lump of clado a, a lump of clado but <laughs> plato plato what did i where's say? Dabba plato where's that where where's Dabba plato matt don't eat your Dabba plato you just that's just <laughs> that's the endorsement deal we need where's Dabba plato I'm here. Your new Dabba Play-Doh playset. Yeah. I always dug the one where the hair came out. You push it and then the hair. Yeah. It's, out yeah. That's what it is. It, it looks like Dabba Kato's head when you push the Play-Doh through and then he's got his like cool ponytail thing going on. And then that Wait. Trump head beefcake can come in and be like, it's the barbershop. It's the Dabba Play-Doh barbershop set. Like, can you imagine if Bill Watts had, and I don't think Dabba Kato's like, you know, oh, it, fucking Jim Ross just the other week. It's just like, you know, some of my old bosses said, you get an athletic big man, make it lots of money. It's like, yeah, we know who you worked for, Jim. Bill Watson. Vince One McMahon. boss. Yeah. <laughs> One boss. We, we get it. <laughs> but the motherfuckers are like, if Bill Watts had Dabakato, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Or, or, or even Bill Dundee, you know, since he was the one actually booking the shit. But you know, the cowboy was, uh, oh, you know, he oh, had his hands in there. <laughs> oh, the cowboy was not hands off the wheel. You take it. But fuck. I mean, after this two weeks of television that we're going to talk about later. I was like, maybe I can see where people are getting out that Bill Dundee was hot shot and everything. There was a ref bump in every fucking match, <laughs> but you think he'd have him come out. Here's my new big guy. And then give him what, how like a month of being a monster, have him on TV, vanish, have him back, beat two of your, I don't know if Alistair black is a top guy, but Kevin Owens certainly seems like he is certainly top mid-card guys the way that they book him now what show is lars sullivan on oh god that fucking clown shoe he's back oh god in heaven help us but then but, he comes but, but, but would bill watts just have all right bring out our other more established big guy and have him just fucking it's just like what we, and now where's dabakato raw underground's canceled i got so, no reason to tune in so i think what happens now right is randy does moment of bliss and he just he just spins in a circle until edge is healthy right and then we go back to that because because who else who else is even 
you know, on the radar of Randy's level, who could possibly work with the Rand man other than another huge star from years ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, ugh, nobody's at Randy's level. Ask Cena if he wants to come back. I mean, fuck. So what, what is where? Whatever. I can't. <laughs> anyway, I'm st- now I'm starting to get worked up. But, it's but here's like, the thing. I will say this. I can't expect I can't. You can't expect WWE to not be WWE. And that that is where right. the entertainment lies yeah. for me. Don't fucking, you know, don't, don't go over to fucking Charlie, Charlie Tuna and ask for a fucking roast beef sandwich. Okay, that's right. You don't don't go to the hard. You don't go to the hardware store to buy milk. Um, but I did enjoy. I enjoyed uh, the Roman match. I enjoyed the women's right. match I mean, was great. That said, I mean, the, the match itself with Drew and, and Randy, I was into. The, the right, finish, I was like, of course they did this, this finish. God, where's Randy? We got to protect Randy. But Alexa, uh, not Alexa, but um, Bailey and Sasha stole well, it for me. Well, here, here's the deal, dude. It's like, that's at least, even when it wasn't uh, being handled great, it was, it's still been a story that's been ongoing, you know? like And going and going. But, it, but at least yeah. it, it's like there is some, there's something to it where it's like, you know, fucking Tucker smashes Otis over the head. And it's like, couldn't we have just gotten any sniff that Tucker was mad? Like, couldn't there have just been one little fucking iota of a hint that Tucker was going to do something instead of right. it just happening? And now it's going to be like, Tucker, are you, do you want to explain? And he cuts some fucking dumbass promo while John Morris. Anyway, anyway, now, now I'm getting off again. It's well, I was, I was at least thrilled that he didn't walk away from the answered microphone. the question. <laughs> yeah. He actually answered the question because it's like, here's a guy. It's like, it's, it's obvious as the nose on your face where you're like, okay, we know why he turned on him. He's been ignoring <laughs> him. He's been doing his solo thing, right. running around with, is he still even dating Mandy Rose? Is that over? You know, well, the seed, but that was part of the issue was that, you know, uh, Miz had a hand in separating them. He had Mandy sent to a different show on purpose. But here, here, but, now, the other, but Tucker's on another show now too. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't. But th- did you see the court, the courtroom with with JBL from Friday? Oh my God! Yes. Which you know, I mean, uh, it was funny. <laughs> but I have. I no just idea. can't stand JBL. That's right. The but why would he rule in Miz's favor? There was really zero like. <laughs> well, he paid zero. him off suddenly. Oh, suddenly, oh. Vince. Yeah, it, got it. All as soon as I see the the briefcase, I'm like, I'm brought back to Jimmy Snuka telling the story about Vince going to see like the Allentown police, mm-hmm. and he walks in there, brother. He's got a briefcase full of money. Anyway, end of the chapter. <laughs> On to my AWA run. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, which also, I was like, you know, again. Stop thinking about it too much. It's WWE. Just let it be what it is. That's but, why. But oh, I'm sitting there and I'm like, isn't JBL's whole gi- whole gimmick that he's fucking butt rich? He's just like swimming in money from all this. Like he used to but be. That on don't Fox. mean that don't mean he don't like money. That means if if you show him a briefcase of money, like he's not gonna. Why why would he turn it down just because he's already rich? You know, because he's also not known to be like you scrupulous. Know. Or, yeah, he's not like a sweetheart, you know? <laughs> he definitely ain't no sweetheart. That's for He's sure. like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to dump all the money out of this, and I'm going to shit in it and give it back to you. Um, but that it's like the Raw and, you know, it's, it's very difficult to watch Raw and SmackDown, but the pay-per-view, I, you know, I can sit down and watch a pay-per-view. It's, it's wrestling. It's matches usually, and, and this just happens to be one where 
There yeah. are at least a handful of good matches. The, on the show. only time I can not enjoy WWE is when I start thinking too much about it yeah. because it's because which is what I enjoy about watching wrestling because it's, it is, it's a story. Yeah. And so I want to be invested. And if I'm going to be invested, it's like, I want to be thinking like, 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 on, like on Twitter, they announced and of course, this makes all the sense in the world. They're going to do a Hocus Pocus too, you know? Okay. Oh, you hate Clear. Hocus Pocus. Well, I, I don't even... Wait, did you say you hate it or I hate it? You hate it. That's what, that's what I glean, I've gleaned. I, I don't hate it. It's just I don't understand w- how it became like this beloved, you know, movie. I mean, I get it. It's just... They played it all the time on Disney Channel, and those kids who watched it are now grown up, and they're, you know, it's like you're hipsters. You, you like you, what you like. No, like what you <laughs> like, and never like like what you like, and shut the fuck up for sure. Um, but it's it it, it it just came from out of nowhere. All of a sudden, one Halloween, it was like, oh, Hocus Pocus. We're watching Hocus Pocus. I was like, fuck. I, I felt like I woke up from a coma. That's what oh. it is. There's no there's no hatred. <laughs> so they're doing number like, two, huh? Which is like, yeah, make your money, like get it together. Yeah. But my initial reaction, and this is what I tweeted. I was like, can we, and I tweeted at HBO. I was like, can we at least get like Carnival season three? Mm. So I don't know if you ever watched that show, but my point is week to week. That's all I thought about at work in between Sundays where I'm like, what's going to happen next week? And other people that I knew that, that watched it, I would talk about it with them and stuff. And that's the way I feel when that's like, that's why we do this. Cause it's like, holy shit. Did you see what happened at the G one and the pure tournament at the fucking yeah. this, that, the other, even like WWE, it's like even a blind squirrel. It's like, Oh my God, Roman turned heel. Where's this going? All that shit. That's yeah. what I want to talk about. I'm like, Oh man, I got to tune in next week. Yeah. And that That's, that's the whole idea. But that Huts is in the seats. It is gone though. Uh, it's kind of gone from wrestling on TV that like that serial of like you, I mean, you want to see, but there isn't that like feeling of like we're going off the air and you're going like, fuck, I got to get here. I got to be back next week to find out what happens with this. It's more like, Mm -hmm. here's some shit we're going to have next week. And you're like, Oh, that's cool. I'm interested in it or I'm not, but there isn't that like, we'll see you back here next week and find out what the fuck is going to happen here. You know, like that sort of cliffhanger type of soap opera thing is, is kind of gone. Um, it is, but I, I don't know that it's gone for good. I don't think it's a sign of the times. I think it's more WWE has diluted the water with their shit. But if yeah. it's like, if I'm just looking at dynamite, let's say, then I'm like, all right, they're not at that point yet where I'm like, fuck, how's there not another hour? You know? Right. Like I used to feel like after raw, I'm like, Oh my God, what's McMahon going to do? What's Austin going to do? What's going to happen? Yeah. They can get to that point. I don't know if they have all the pieces in place yet, but yeah. you're right. It is a different, th- there is a stark difference between, I didn't watch the, the, the dancing segment and then go, Oh my God, what's, what's the town hall going to be like? You right. know, I'm, I am just like, all right, I, I'm looking forward to the town hall. But no, uh, there's no, but yeah, it, 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 I, I think the, the best 
the likelihood is that dynamite will be the one to get back to that point of we'll see you next week fans and you're just like Fuck. well why not but see the thing the reason i don't think that's gonna happen is because why why wouldn't you already be doing that if that was you know because i think that they i don't because i don't think that they have um the star power in place yet i think it is going to be like but I, see, I, it's not a star power thing it's it's a storytelling thing where you're like well but star power is i think the most important part of it because it's a, like vince and, and austin they were guys that were already around like vince would like Put it this way. I was never tuning in to WWF my entire childhood to see what Vince McMahon was going to do, but they finally got to that point, you know, because, because of the story they were telling, but with the characters in place, they, they tried telling the same story with, with John Laurinaitis and CM Punk and it just the story itself. I wasn't compelled, right? But it was the personalities in place that made it compelling. It's but always the same stories for me, but for me, I'm already in a place where like, I want to, tune in on Wednesday to see what's going to happen with certain people, like what they're up to. Mm -hmm. So to me, that means that you can already tell a story where it's like, holy shit, like what, what's next. But I, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's happening on some small level, but I just, um, I, I look at it more like we're in with AEW, let's say, I feel like they are in a, like they're in 1994. 96 WWF and they 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 have most of the pieces in place but they aren't where they need to be on the chessboard just yet like you you already have your foley's your austins your rocks but they're not exactly where you want them to be on the chessboard like like rocky maivia is the best example of like god damn this is what we're going to do he's the blue chipper but it's like no we need to pull back, turn him heel, then it gets to the place. Even like Rock in early 98, like the Nation of Domination Rock, it was like, all right, he's right on the cusp. Mm -hmm. He's right on the cusp. Now we need to get him away from this fucking group of J-Bros because it was just yeah. such a mid-card act. You know, it's like, he's not being enhanced by being in the ring with D'Lo Brown and Kamala. Mm -hmm. Not Kamala, what was his name? Kama Mustafa. Um, you know well, what I mean? You know, but uh, the, the, the best thing that ever happened to Eddie Kingston was getting away from Cody Rhodes because Cody Rhodes, he's over there. He, he's burying everybody he's in the ring with, right? He's burying everybody. He's, he's a mid-card burial. Look at you. Um, that, I mean, I am, we, I'm, start, I'm heading a little more in that direction. I got to tell you, dude, I, I'm starting to drink that Kool-Aid a little bit. The Cody is not, uh, is uh, not maybe, great. Maybe business, he's turning heel too because it's like that tweet of like, this is the most important belt of the year. It's like, what are you fucking talking about? You you just got the belt finished. <laughs> you finally got the rest of the fucking <laughs> shit put on it. Get the you fuck out of here. You just got it back from the dealer. But fuck. please, I mean, I'm the full gear card is is taking shape and really that that's another ball drop because one when Eddie Kingston's cutting that promo, I I still can I I have been looking on my spectrum. I still can't buy the fucking pay-per-view yet. I'm going like how long before I'm going to have the opportunity to be able to fucking press the bu the button to give you my money? And uh, what's the lag here? You know, like get the fucking thing for sale. That's so funny. Is it a funny. spectrum issue or is it a Tony Khan issue? What is, I mean, there is something going on with spectrum because I couldn't order uh bound for glory the other weekend. And I, it, that was, a, it, 
it was insane because I, I was like, oh, this is happening. I was like, I'm watching the World Series, but maybe I'll record it. And I looked and it was only $4.99, which also right. felt like maybe an error. So I was like, fuck, I'll pay $4.99. And then it was like, you got to call us. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, that, that's what's weird. Mine said $4.99 because you texted me and I was like, yeah. well, fuck, five bucks. I'm not doing anything else. I'll watch some wrestling. Yeah. And then I would press it, and but it would order... Joel McHale had a comedy special on at 11 and that's what it would purchase. And I was like, this is so maybe that up. was the, maybe that was the snafu where it was like, that was the $5 item. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, spectrum, you know, spectrum blew it. At least Kolchak came on like it was supposed because to because it is so funny. It's like, that was a impulse. I'm not doing anything right now. I'll watch this show. I'm not right. going back. Right. <laughs> like I'm not going to follow up and try to find time to watch bound for glory now, but even if it was 30 bucks, I probably wouldn't, you know, in, but, but also I don't watch the show. So it's like there, there, there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, I like the North. I like some of those guys, but I, I mean, but that was my thinking too, as I was like, well, I know this roster. I know that they can put on a fucking show and, and, and Eric young and, um, Dabakato. uh, no, no. Um, who's the, who's the guy that um, rich and rich swan. Rich I mean, swan. that's, that's a heavyweight match, baby. You know, that's uh, that's pound for pound to the biggest, uh, you know, if you're a body mark and you want the heavyweight title on, on a, you know, so that's good. But um, I love that you're already like, I just want to have all my ducks in a row. I want to be, I want to order full gear. It's not even Halloween yet, but I want to have ordered full gear. I want to well, be, but, but this is, this is what should happen when you watch the show and you're like, fuck man, let me just get this now. You know, like that's a good thing. But I, but so, being so, I, so they are not to retread, but it is like, so we are getting close to the, oh, fuck, I got to tune in type of thing. Well, so no, I mean, I, I'm saying I feel that way because I, I do want to watch a show and I'm like, oh, what, like, you know, I'm like, I want to see what's going to happen with particular guys. I yeah. just mean the storytelling style of like, there is no cliff, a cliff like thing. the cliffhanger yeah. kind of yeah, thing. That's, no, you, that's what I don't think is happening in places. It's not that they're right. not making you interested enough to like tune in or showing you like, cause it's more about here's who's like, here's what the matches are next week. And it has implications and shit, but the cliffhanger is what I don't see anymore. You know? Cause clearly, cause clearly WWE's not even doing that because it's like, I tune into hell in a cell and I'm like, I don't know what I know that there's going to be hell in a cell matches, but I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. I knew that, you know, Roman and Jay are going to do like, if I thought about it for a second, I'm like, right. Well, Roman and Jay are doing the high chief thing. It's also an I quit match in a hell in a cell, which then also became a strap match <laughs> all of a sudden, and, you know, and the, the, like what a missed opportunity for a company that loves the E and entertainment. They should have had a battle of the bands between Jeff Hardy and Elias. Fuck the match. Just have a battle of the bands, dude. You know, well, the, this feud will continue. Well, but see, here's the thing. Like Elias, I think was already wrestling. So here's another thing. As far as a company that just likes to have a pay-per-view with a name that then means stip matches. Yeah. Why can't they just have a bunch of survivor series matches rather than this thing where now guys are wrestling to get on the one survivor series team. And, and so, and it's the one, the one pay-per-view, although I feel like there's also another pay-per-view where you get guys from both brands. So it's like, we're going to the fucking, the title versus title. I don't know. Is it a title match or is it just the two guys with the belts are going to wrestle? 
It is so funny. They they do a draft and then immediately it's like, now we're doing, oh, it's interpromotional. Wow. <laughs> brand just, for brand. Right. It's um, McMahon. That's McMahon booking 101. It's like, he he would watch if he if McMahon watched Mid South, right? He'd fucking he, barf he, up his protein powder. Oh, he'd lose his fucking mind. Um, he would see what he calls cold matches, matches that are just happening because it's a wrestling show and we're gonna put on matches. Yeah, uh, that was Vince's big thing, or is Vince's big thing? Like everything has to have a reason, un- unless he's the one who just. Rips up, up the, the script reason. and <laughs> came up with it. And then it's like, why are these two wrestling? You know? Right. Like, is there anything colder than a theme pay-per-view? And now we're doing stip matches for the sake of steps for the sake of steps. Yeah. And that's all he does. It's like everything. Yeah. He can't just, because now when everything's a, a gimmick, there are no gimmicks, you know? Right. But it's so simple. Just have some survivor series matches where you further particular feuds and you also create new ones just by having you know people interact because it it's the simplest thing of well if we just put on a wrestling show and have things either here's a very entertaining match there's not everything has to be a blood feud because it's it, when you do that it dilutes the blood feuds right of course know? of course it, right so it's if we actually just have that, that's the thing I love about Dynamite, the, the rankings, the standings, because it's like, there's always a reason to wrestle. So I, I can further my career and get that title shot and get right. the, make that fucking money. It's not complicated. Right. So with, with WWE, it's like, if we would just do that, then things would naturally occur. And I'm, I'm already able to wrestle lots of different people you know, that's what I love about the Mid-South shows. It's like everybody's in everybody's business. Sure. You can insert anybody into anything and it doesn't feel forced or unnatural because like with WWE, it's like it, everyone is on an island mm-hmm. and, and Bailey and Sasha are on Bailey and Sasha Island and they cannot yeah. interact with anybody else. Otherwise, you're just like, well, what is it? Fuck. I remember when I was working there and they were doing Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. Right. And like AJ Lee was involved and it was like, you know, she was being unstable and using them against each other. And one time at TV, Big Show was involved in a segment. Right. And then the next week on TV, it's like, well, what are we going to do? Well, let's follow up on the Big Show thing. So then by the time we're booking the pay-per-view, I remember Arn being in the production meeting being like, well, goddamn, it feels like it needs to be a three-way. Big Show needs to be in this fucking thing. And it's like, he doesn't. But now it's like, but that's the mentality in WWE. And then it becomes a three-way. And now you've diluted such a great match between Punk and Brian with yeah. fucking Big Show, who doesn't belong there. He's a fucking... He's a third wheel, literally. I don't like the three-way matches in general. But now when you got a guy who's a body and not a fucking worker, you're ruining what I wanted to see in the, the Punk-Brian thing to begin with. And But it's, that's the, like, it's like everything's underwater. And like, there's only one air tube, and now Big Show's here. It's like, well, clearly this is the direction we have to go because it's like there's not enough air for everybody to exist at once. That's what I loved about the Hogan era. Everybody was going after Hogan because yeah. he was the top good guy. He had the belt. Anybody, anybody, any fucking bad. Like I've been watching that late 1986 WWF television. Every time Jake the Snake has an interview on the Snake Pit, 
he brings out some team, the hearts, the, the fucking, you know, uh, uh, Butch Reed, goddamn whoever mm. they, they run down who they're running down. And then they always get to like, Jake always brings it back to and Hulk Hogan's a fucking idiot too. He wasn't even in a feud with them. Right. But it's like they all have a problem with the guy. It's okay to mention somebody that you're not actively feuding with. Right. That's the thing now. It's like you you could see Vince being like, why the fuck are they? T-? Because that's, that is Vince's thing. Don't promote a match I'm not going to give you. It's like, yeah, but if everybody, if the good guys take the bad guys, then you don't have to, you're not constantly locked in because they, yeah. God forbid, Bailey gets hurt, right? This is, a, this is a great example. God forbid Bailey gets hurt. Now Sasha has nothing to do. You know what I mean? I mean, you you still have that. All right, well, it's going to be her and Oscar because of the belt thing. But it's like, but they, I mean, they recently were not, involved in the thing with with them. So I, I it's, oh, it, for sure. But I, but but that's my thing. It's like I don't see Bailey versus I don't see Sasha versus Oscar as the match. I smell. Well, how's Bailey going to get involved? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that. Um, uh, I think that yeah the, the the women has the women in WWE it's really been funneled down, you know. Oh my God, right? It's really been funneled down. But um, not that I don't love you know uh, Lana and uh, Natty as a team because I do. <laughs> but, uh, you know. Um, oh brother. But 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 real talk. The question it becomes, you know, uh, have they rented the haunted house trailer from the local carnival for the match on Wednesday at Halloween Havoc? Are we going to see Loomis? When I used to run that park in Van Buren and we did the haunted um, forest or whatever the fuck, the best part, right? You you would build a little tunnel, and it would be one piece of wood that's white one piece of wood that's black, white, black, white, black down, right? But you make one of the black panels out of a garbage bag. And then when you run the strobe, it just looks like black and white and it's moving, but then you can pop out through the garbage bag without people being able to realize that someone can come through that panel in the wall. Wow. Is what we're going to need to see. We need to see that top hat come through the wall. You know what I mean? When Loomis is trying to figure out where he is. I love that the way you're booking it. <laughs> Loomis is the one being terrorized by, <laughs> by Grimes. Well, that's because Grimes already said he's he's going to be the one. He's not scared. He's he's the one who's going to be terrorizing Loomis. I you love know? that you believe him. That's <laughs> <laughs> he's going to turn the tables, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's the go home to Halloween havoc. Exactly. I'm fucking amped, dude. Shotzi's going to fucking host the thing. We got all sorts of fucking whacked out fucking matches that are going to happen. You got to think, you know, they got to make the call, get King Kong Bundy down there. He's probably been quarantined for two weeks. Now he's going to do. Oh, wait, no, Bundy's dead. (laughs) Gargano is scared of of wheels. He's like Gargano hates wheels, but somebody we we need to be bobbing for apples. The pie eating contest, the whole nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody needs to be checking the candy for razor blades and angel dust, you know, yes. Yes. Who who can we get? Um, I mean, if if anybody should be po- like, she's the little poison princess or whatever the bullshit is, the poison fairy. Uh, what yes, are they called? She's got a match. She's got a. Match, she's got though. a match, but we can at least earlier this evening. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, well, why would they be trick or treating on the twenty eighth? We can have. We but can at least have, have her see her poisoning the candy, putting the razor blades in the apples, getting ready to fucking murder some kids that weekend. We can. We can see Velveteen Dream going door to door admitting that he's on a list. He has to let everyone know in the neighborhood that 
he can't be involved in a in a children's holiday, you know? Um, there's so many ways to go. It's 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 a very it's a it's a nice canvas to paint on Halloween Havoc, you know? Dude. You can put um who's who should be in the monster truck match? I mean, yeah, fucking Dabakato's gotta have a monster truck. Oh, he's not an NXT. Let's get a real NXT talent into a monster truck. I'm thinking, uh, thinking, thinking, thinking. I mean, Damian well, Priest should be in a monster. Him and Gargano go. spin the wheel, monster truck match. Monster so truck now they're match. on the roof of the yes. performance center. They got their monster trucks. Yes. Yeah. I think, um, but Gargano, he's so small that he has a, uh, you know, like a big wheels. <laughs> That is that Shotzi's tank. It's been modified. He's yeah, now he's Shotzi's just, tank. He just, that's all he can find is Shotzi's tank. Um, this is kind of all over the place, but so you know the, that that fucking giant guy who's now seconding AJ Styles. Who, oh yeah, they don't even. I don't even think they've given him a name. He doesn't even. He doesn't even get to be Diesel. He's just AJ. AJ's heavy, the unnamed eight foot tall guy. Unleaded. Unleaded. He's not Diesel. He's unleaded. Yeah. Doesn't he have a name? Well, he has a name, but well, I, well, I, I don't we think know that he has a name. I'm not sure that they're crediting him. His what mama I mean gave him a name. Well, who is this mysterious guy? And why does he care what happens to AJ Styles? They probably announced his name on .com and we're supposed to fucking. Yeah. He's like, I like him because, you know, even when I'm looking out over the horizon there at the, the end of the flat earth, I can see his head popping up. He's that <laughs> tall, you know? Um, well, what the big controversy in wrestling this week? What'd you think of the song and dance routine? The show tunes. Um, it was one of those deals where I had to I had to just go. You know what? It that's not for me. Um, or just like you know that this is this is this is what wrestling is, and not all of it has to be. Um. For me, I, I didn't think was, I thought it was funny. I thought it was like entertaining yeah. and, and whatever. I didn't, I didn't love it on my wrestling show, but I certainly am not like, oh, it shouldn't be on there or it's ruining wrestling or whatever. So, so I, I thought, oh, this is kind of funny and different and, and whatever. But I, but I was also like, I could, I could also do without it on, on the wrestling show. Vince, it's 2020. You can either only love something or fucking hate something. When are you going to learn? <laughs> hey, man, I'm hanging 10, baby. I'm surfing this baby. I love that. I love that's That's the best. That's the best. You're just like, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, that, and, that, and that's what it was for me. Like, right. And, and what, is, what, what is wrong with having, you know, ambivalence when you're watching something anymore? Well, you just, you just can't, you can't just type it out on the internet. That's the only thing. As That's long as right. you're not, as, as long as you're not looking to type it out on the internet, you can really think whatever you want. <laughs> you know? Well, I tell you what my experience was is I, uh, I was in and out of the room. Wednesday was a night where I was able to, you know, I, cause I can watch dynamite at five and then raw, uh, uh NXT at eight. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's, you know, it's dinner time, so there's commotion. So I'm in and out of the room. And I'm in the kitchen, and I hear shitty, fake Frank Sinatra music, right? 
And it is going on so long that I realize, wait, that's not a commercial. Wait, what the fuck's going on? And I, <laughs> and I come running in the room and I see the very end of Jericho and MJF because I saw the seg start and they're sitting at the table and then I run out of the room. And then all of a sudden I hear the shitty singing. I assume that they went to commercial. I come back and I see the big finish of the song. And my first thought, my first reaction was, what the fuck are they doing? Right? With no context, no nothing. And then I see them sit down and I see the gimmick with the steak. And I'm like, well, clearly I've missed something with the button too. Because I'm like, I don't understand what's going, why the steak is raw, all this shit. So then I go on Twitter waiting for somebody to post the video. And they, they posted the video, but it was just the song. <clears throat> and I was like, I can't just, I'm like, that's not the segment. I need the beginning. I need mm -hmm. the entire thing. I need this lead up, the setup yeah. to the fucking, you can't just give me the punchline. Yeah. So then I finally get the full segment. Right. And I see it in its entirety from start to finish. And I fucking loved it, you know? Now, let me ask you, though, and this is one of those, you know, Sophie's Choice, uh, what about the Tokyo Dome type situations? If that had occurred, uh, you know, beat for beat on WWE, would you have had the same opinion? I, not because it was WWE, because they don't have two personalities like Jericho and MJF. I think because it is in a environment where not every segment is a song and dance routine you know but like that said i i'm not always in love with jericho's idea of comedy yeah and so there have been like you know the inner circle bunch some of those i wasn't as enthralled with or like mm -hmm. when jericho was in <clears throat> when jericho and matt hardy was in a feud i really wasn't feeling that stuff like Jericho yelling at the 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 drone. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. I'm just like, you know, I like that Jericho was wearing leather pants in the hot tub, but it felt like so so that said, if I had to split hairs, Jericho was kind of my least favorite part of that segment. Well, you know, you know to Sebastian Box credit, I mean MJF was a better singer. He's that guy that kid's a crooner, man. He's got some fucking pipes. To the point where I was like, why are they dubbing in his voice? <laughs> when I first yeah. watched it. Maybe they like, were, but he sounded incredible. I was like, he Damn. sounded fucking great. Like Jericho, you the know, a theater kid. I think there is something like, it's like when you're watching, um, Falcon I don't know. Crest. You, you could, you could see Jericho working hard, you know, whereas MJF was just, it was a little, a lot yeah. more natural. Yeah. Um, I did have that same thought though too. But it I think it's because Wait, Vince wouldn't have been thought? able to do it that well, you know. Vince would have because apparently uh, uh, but I'm saying no here, but here's the thing. The question was beat for beat. And I just think that maybe, you know, there's enough um stink on WWE that you that you might not have been able to look at it through the same eyes, and that's understandable too, you know. Well, definitely not because it's just, just the same as when they do something on dynamite where I, when I watch dynamite, I can say, well, let's see where this goes. 
I'm not right. totally clear on what's happening. Right. It's the track record where WWE, it's like, I've been burned too many times, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. But it's like the, uh, you know, if it was, if it was beat for beat, in a vacuum, I think I would still enjoy it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But there is a, I can't help but watch WWE and be worried or sure. see Vin because it would not have been the lyrics to the song would not have been what they were. If Vince was able to get his paws on it, you know, a couple fart jokes in there. Maybe Oh my uh, fucking Christ. Yeah. You believe it. You better come on, Matty. Are you kidding me? dude? <laughs> if Vince was involved in that, he would have made them eat the raw steak. He'd be like, take a bite of it. What do you watch? I'll do it. <laughs> you know, well, Dynamite's ah. still got two weeks until the pay-per-view. They still got two weeks to build. I mean, what are they even going to do with Kingston and Mox now? Everything's been done. It's all been said. I think he's going to run over maybe, his arm with a car. Yeah, I think maybe he um, Mox goes into his locker room and then he gets jumped and then Eddie Kingston like shoves his hand into a blender. I think. Mm, yes. Or, just, and then Mox pulls out the blow dart gun. I was going to say, what if Eddie and b the boys are just kicking it and then you see a crack in the door and in comes the fucking blow dart <laughs> into Eddie's neck. Are you serious, bro? Are you <laughs> serious, bro? I'm trying to find out some data, some find out a fact about the blow dart gun or Renee's Instagram story. Cause that was, that was over 24 hours ago. We covered it very, if you're not in the Facebook group, I don't know what to tell you, but I went directly over there. I broke the glass on the red alert button and we let everybody know right away. Well, Oxley was firing the blow dark gun on the Instagram story. I did the only thing that a sane man would do. I screen recorded it with my phone. There you go. See, now <laughs> so I have got it forever. That's a great, that's, that's a good idea. <laughs> I, I had no idea. I, uh, I had, when he, when he actually pulled it out, I was like, right. that's not what I was picturing. I mean, that, that's a it's, long stick. It's like a yard stick. It's like a yard long. Easily. I just love seeing that dynamic of their relationship where it's just, he's a psych. It's everything we thought it was. Right. He's a psycho and she is just over the moon for him. Like she just sits there and watches him like, oh my God, you're so fucking hot. But you get, <laughs> but you get the, you get a little sneak though, because when it starts, she's like, you're the worst. Like right. as soon as the camera's on, because it sounds like he was probably goofing around, you know, he's probably whatever. pretending it was his dick. We also <laughs> learned that his, that her nickname for him is tits. Right? Did she call him tits? I missed that. She was like, she's like, you know, what are you, what do you like? What is some, something tits? I was like, what? She calls him tits. <laughs> wow. Anyway. So I, you know, I'm kind of with Mox. Like, let, we don't need all this on the goddamn internet. And also, you know, I'm, I'm trying to fucking kayfabe. I'm trying to be, well, the yeah, don't kill his gimmick by being like, <laughs> you're the worst. You act like you're in a bad mood. <laughs> she doesn't talk like that. That's unfair. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, I, I'll take all the footage I can get from Mox's yard, dude, whatever he's up to out there. Uh, I'm here for oh, it. Dude. You know? fucking psycho he starts blowing the blow dart at the tree next to the windows of the house i'm like man this is some next level confidence in your skills well it was also it was difficult to really get the perspective but i also didn't enjoy that she was sort of 
generally in the path of the original darts, even though she was off to the side of it, it's still like you're between the person and the target, you know, like uh, at first I was like, does she have an apple on her fucking head? Like what, what is going on here? Cause he's pointing that thing in her general direction. And we get that poor bulldog out of harm's way. I mean, he might've caught one between the eyes. Man. Oh man. Mm-hmm. This is uh how do they incorporate this into the recipe book? That's what I want to know. How did this, when they were on Total Divas, how did he never pull out the blow dart? Did he not? He hadn't found it yet. Thank you, Vince. Thank you for saying what needed to be said. You know, if, if Laurenitis is going to do flatbacks on it, on Total Bellas, then he should be able to blow his, his blow dart, you know? Hey, Ox, hit me over the head with that blow dart gun. We'll do some flatbacks. What was the, do you remember the scene where like, I don't know if they're with her parents or something, they're like eating outside and someone either, I think grabs the hat off of her head. And Moxley like fucking jumps oh, up I and ne- jumps over the wall and chases the guy down the street. <laughs> really? I never watched yeah. the show once. Yeah, but it's almost like, and, and I think she freaked out, you know, that he like, <laughs> he left dinner to like try to chase down the assailant. But it's like, that feels like they must have set that up. Someone just came along and snatched a oh, hat off her head. Come on. Mox, Mox jumped to action though. He wasn't fucking around. Ah, give clip. me back. Of a, fucking finally. An opportunity. Box yeah. probably paid the guy to do it, so he's like, "Ah, this fucking dinner's boring. I want to." Was that DJ else. Hyde? I'm gonna kill him. Oh, fucking, uh, fucking uh, Zandig, you're back here. Ooh, I was. I I caught some old promos with Mox and Nick Gage. Um, yeah. and I think it must be like before Gage went to prison, and he's like, he. It's one of these things where he hasn't got his look down yet, and he's like a little fluffier. But he's already, really? you know, still kind of like, because there's one where Mox is cutting this promo and, and, I, and it's clear that like Gage has linked up with whatever crew Mox is up or, or Mox is with in the show that had just happened. And so Gage comes up and he starts doing his promo and, and Mox is kind of like trying to cheerlead or like throw in like, yeah. And, and Gage is like, dude, like kind of is like, shut the fuck up. I'm, I'm going to tell him why the fuck I'm going to do this. But he, he has to kind of like tell Mox to chill out. Cause he's like doing his promo, but it, it was kind of weird to see because I had never seen Gage in those earlier days, but he's like, it's like all the hair on his head is one length rather than kind of having a little more of a beard. And he's like, his teeth are a little, little better condition and he's a little fluffier and he doesn't seem as, uh, you know, I don't want any trouble. Nick Gage is, he's the, the king of this <laughs> shit, whatever, but he, he doesn't come off right. as intimidating to me at that point. Oh, interesting. And then w- was Mox a string bean like he was in those indie days? Uh, you know, the funny thing to me was, um, yeah, he was, he was definitely like thinner in that. But, but the thing that I didn't remember, cause you know, I'm fixated on hair is his hair is already kind of like it is now. Like I had remembered seeing him in Dragon Gage and I, and I didn't remember that he was already kind of like losing his wig. But in this promo, that's like super old. I was like, oh, his hair looks the same as it does now, you know? But. Short or no? I remember Mox. No, I was like, like long. The long like, that, I, I mean, hair. longer, but in the same condition. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that reminds me of like, yeah, he had like the, like the stringy like, bangs. Yeah, stringy bangs. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm yeah. picturing when he, he confronted McFoley in the Mania Hotel lobby. <laughs> right. Remember that video? Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame that never happened. It seemed and, like that was going to happen, man. That they, they, that, that, they were off to the races. That's the only reason they did it. And then McFoley took one impact test and they were like, never again. <laughs> uh, Too bad. Yeah. He does. Mick does seem all right though, which is good. Like as far as like his mental, yeah, no kidding. see him talk and stuff. He seems like he's all right. So that's yeah. good. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, I hope that that, cause it's like, I mean, it's a bummer to fucking think about like, say like a Nick Bockwinkle. That's not like the, 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 your go-to of like the guy who was getting fucking, you know, his being yeah. crushed in and then he winds up, you know, well, I guess the one sign at the end. Though I guess the one sign of Mick kind of like you know having early onset or whatever is just like that he he posted that video this week saying he's a fan of Frank the Clown. <laughs> like a, a one sign. I, I couldn't. T- Did you see that video? Of I can't Mick tell. Saying a, that no. I can't tell if it was a cameo or if he was like you know just putting over his his daughter's boyfriend because <laughs> like Frank got a two hundred dollar cameo to say yeah. tell tell people you like me because he like he did it where he's like he's like guys I know I've lost a lot of followers because of my like beliefs and politics and this and that recently and I you know I'm I I'm just gonna come out and say this because I realize it could it's gonna continue to sort of like you know cost me followers and people aren't gonna be mad at me he's like but I'm I am a fan of Frank the Clown. And then he just starts, he's like, Frank is good at this. Frank is good at that. And it was like, all right, this, when he starts listing what he's good at, I was like, this, this seems like he got paid to do this or something, but who knows? That's hilarious. Well, all I can chalk it up to is he's definitely following his career much closer than I am because the, (laughs) the, I hadn't, I, I saw Frank the clown on the most recent Botchamania and was like, oh, that's right. He does matches or something. See, I didn't even know that. I, just, I, I mean, the last. Well, thing remember, I knew he was, was on. He was on an indie show that we did not go to one of the Mania weeks or a Starcast uh, week. Like Arquette was in the the mix as oh, well. Oh, the Wildcat, that Wildcat yeah. show. Um, but I mean, as he does, he still date Foley's daughter? Or? He must. He must. Yeah, you, yeah you're right. He wouldn't be. He wouldn't be yeah, cutting like a putting him over if if they had broken. Right. Up maybe. Probably, maybe right? that's it. Maybe. Maybe he finally like he. Maybe Foley wrote a check. Frank dumped her, and then he's <laughs> no. like, "I'll put you over online, pal." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I get you some bookings. I'll, I'll put yeah. you, dri- drive your Dude. rate up. Just get away from my daughter. <laughs> Here's what Frank does: great. He's real yeah. good at this, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> Stay the fuck away from my baby girl. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Uh, hold Anything on. Before we start, Grant, for just a second, I got to do my bathroom break. It's becoming a tradition now, and I apologize. I'll be right back. You're so reliable. Well, kids, he's gone. Finally, it's finally, finally, we get some, some us time. You, you, it's you and me, me and you. Whoever you are, baby, I'm reaching through the screen. My hand is touching your hand, baby. Um, I mean, what? I, I went by a... Um, uh, it wasn't even a yard sale. These motherfuckers just had books like out on the curb for free. And I was like, all right, I'll check this out. You know, not thinking I'm going to find very much, but holy shit, dude, some fucking real good stuff. Bunch of Stephen King books that I didn't have under the dome, which I'm looking forward to reading the cycle of the werewolf, the original, you know, almost like a graphic novel. I mean, it's not, artwork on every page but i was like holy shit this is fucking legit um some tolkien what's that book he wrote about the history of the elves in lord of the rings got grab that like a doctor who um guide which i'm I've, I've never gotten into the good doctor but i feel like maybe maybe the time is coming this this book might push me over the edge and then and here's here's another 
Here's another reason why Vince sucks. Oh, Vince. Oh, hey, I'm back. Welcome back. Man. Welcome back. I got I to gotta start pissing in a cup here. I was just listening to all the things you do well. Irish McNeil's Boys Club. I'm ready. Mid-South, June 30th, 1984. Apparently, the next big Superdome is going to be August 24th. I got an extra one this year because of the World's Fair. Uh, yeah. What an exciting time to be a... Uh, a, a resident, resident of Louisiana. Yeah. Bill Watts, fashion watch, same old tweed jacket, open, wide collar. Uh, Boyd, Boyd Pierce, fashion police. Say It's a cloudy day over there in Boyd Pierce's... Uh, he's the host. He's the host. I'm your host. Fucking Boyd Pierce. So we go to an interview at uh, ringside with good old JR. Terry Taylor and Dr. Death, Steve Williams. Uh, Dr. Death is now wearing the medal, which rightfully belongs to Terry Taylor because he it's the that's the TV title. It's so funny. The TV title is a medal. Right. <laughs> you, because it's an Olympic year and, you know, got to exploit whatever you can. Dr. Death's out of his fucking mind. What's he think he's doing? so strange it's like he stole it from khrushchev so it's his he it belongs right. to him right you stole it from khrushchev and terry taylor you know you got to take a you got to go a long way for me to be on his side in an issue <laughs> yes <laughs> because like dr death is like look i'll put it on a pole if you can get it from me then that's how you get it because that's how i got it and terry taylor's like you didn't get it from anybody you took it from a desk <laughs> it was sitting on the desk Come on. And then Dr. Death walks away and then Terry De- and also this is this is how we're gonna this is how we're gonna get Terry Taylor over. I mean, he looks like a can of Sprite mm. with his fucking, you know, green pants and yellow shirt. Mm-mm. He's lucky he doesn't have Jim Cornette follow him around trying to drink him. Mm-mm. So then uh Dr. Death takes off and he's like, I'll put it on a poll if you want to come and get it. Mm. So then Terry's like, Okay, this is how you want it. You know, he's got I ain't afraid. Of- I'm afraid. I'm Terry Taylor. They leave. Buddy Landell takes an opportunity to get on the microphone to really stretch those promos. I mean, this promo was an A plus compared to the last time we heard him speak. Buddy's getting better. It made sense. Maybe he he didn't take as much gimmick that morning or something. I I think maybe Watts called him and was like, you're going to be on the mic today. So wait until halfway through the taping. <laughs> so uh he comes out, he wants uh Sonny King. Also calls him, I don't know if you're Scatman Crothers or Kojak. I was like, man, these are some what's he talking about? <laughs> I, I guess the look, I don't know. I, I it, it's it's some some the, the, maybe those were harsher burns in nineteen eighty four. Perhaps. Perhaps. He's bald. I guess that's that's the bottom line. He's bald. Now we got footage of the Superdome from June 16th, 1984. Butch Reed versus Junkyard Dog. I finally got the audio sorted. I can oh hear Cowboy. No kidding. Uh, street fight. Butch Reed is, we, you know, we joined the action in progress. But um, why did Butch Reed wear, wear his church pants to a street fight? Why is he dressed like he's going out to dinner? Seemed like an odd choice to me. He's wrestling in a tie. At least he took the sport coat off, apparently. But it's like, just like in dress clothes, essentially. Yeah. I mean, at least JYD is wearing jeans and a t-shirt. I'm like, all yeah. right, you know, street fight, wear whatever you want. Why wouldn't you want to wear your gear? That's, that's the other strange thing to me. 
I mean, I get that. I get the, like, if I was going to be a street fight, I'm not going to have like bare legs or whatever. I'm going to like, but, but slacks or whatever you want to call those dress pants he's wearing. do not yeah. seem like street fight. You seem like you're going to split your pants. I mean, that's, that seems to be like, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to paint the house. So wear something you don't exactly care about. You know, I'm going right, to get to a right. street fight. Yeah. Wear shit that I don't care if it's going to get ripped. I mean, maybe that's supposed to be the idea. Like, you know, he's so fucking rich. He can wrestle in his church clothes and it doesn't matter. Peculiar. Curious. Uh, JYD. I also like that Bill Watts mentions it's a lights out match. So it's, this is not a sanctioned match, even though there's a uniformed referee involved. Uh, JYD's on the cell, a lot of choking from J, uh, from Butch Reed takes off his tie, starts choking JYD with that rips JYD's shirt off, takes his belt, starts whipping him with that working the knee, really working over the knee. Oh, you guys are going to work the knee. We were going to work the knee. Um, then we get a ref bump. It is the season of ref bumps. Oof, man, somebody oh. just learned about those or something. Wow. For real. Uh, buddy Landell gets in, he elbows the ref for good measure. It's also, it's like, it's a street fight. So there's, there's no DQ. So the what, ref is only there to count. Right. And it's not sanctioned. It's even further. What are you waiting for? Just get in there and fuck him up. Makes you, it makes you wonder. Now Ernie Ladd gets in there and attacks JYD. Now we got a triple team, three guys working over. Uh, Buddy pulls out the bag of feathers and the jar of tar, whatever that's sticky. I love when Bill Watts sells shit. He doesn't know what it is. Like when he's, it's a slapjack or a blackjack or a, it's a, it's tar or, or, or molasses, some sort of sticky substance in a jar. How do you know it's sticky? Well, he showed it to me backstage. <laughs> thank you. Oh, fucking thank you. So uh, now Sonny King comes out, evens up the odds. Not exactly even, but evens up the odds enough that Magnum, Rock and Roll, Dr. Death, they all come out. Now they tar and feather Buddy. Mm. And it's uh, Sonny King really gets in there and starts rubbing in some of the sticky stuff on his chest. And I'm like, that is so gross. Like, why do you want to get that on your hands? Even like for a second. Come on. No way. Um, also, can I point out that <clears throat> had the street fight been between oh. Magnum TA and wrestling too, it might not have been a ghetto street fight. Can I offer that as a possibility? I mean, that was, that was the one question I had. I was like, so what exactly makes this a ghetto street fight, Bill? Is it yeah. because it's Butch Reed and Junkyard Dog? Is, is that, that what we're talking about here? Is that, is that what's happening here? The ghetto street fight. What a dick. Uh, now we're back in the Irish McNeils, Wendy Richter versus princess Victoria, a girls match. Yeah. The girls, uh, Cornette is at ringside watching the match. He has a trophy in hand. Wendy Richter over with more tights pulling. I tell you, man, Wendy Richter in WWF never did much for me. It was, it was, you know, it was cool to see Cindy Lauper and stuff, but I always thought Wendy was kind of goofy her on mid South as a heel. I'm like, oh, that's what it was. She was a heel. She didn't know how to be a baby face because she comes out on WWF. She's like, hey, I'm Wendy Richter. Yeah. Hey, vote for me. You know, right. She's got so much more personality as a heel. And she's got like 
so much more sex appeal. Like I, I see her pop up and I was like, I'm like, damn, I never even thought you prefer of prefer Richter. I prefer Wendy Richter. It's so funny because it's the exact same era, too. But it's just there's something. The presentation is a little different. She's doing something different with her attitude, the way she carries herself. You know, it's like I, I, I never I never put it together. It was always one of those things. It's, 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 it's quite something. Mm. Now we got an interview with Jr. Cornette Wendy. Cornette is cutting a money promo. He cutting and strutting. Cutting and strutting. Cut like saying everything that needs to be said. And for whatever reason, Wendy decides she needs to bulldoze in in the middle. Interrupts Cornette just goes, I work for everything I have. I work for everything I have. And Cornette's like, uh-huh. Okay. He's like, you've done quite a few things for me and you were paid well. <laughs> Even just that phrasing of like, I work hard for everything I have. I'm like, that's a moolah line. That's like fabulous moolah in that lipsticks and dynamite doc where somebody starts talking to her about like, they start almost broaching the fact that it's like, you did nothing but make money off of every female wrestler for decades and you're a piece of shit. But like, she's already in that defense of like, I worked real hard for this money, work real hard for it. It's like, all right, Mula, go fuck. You yourself. think Cowboy and Mula ever butted heads over some bookings of her ladies? Jesus Christ. So then uh, he presents her. Cornette presents Wendy Richter with the trophy. I love that, an- that the, yeah, the honorary membership into yeah. the Midnight Express comes with a trophy. I like that. She is an honor. That's, that's a nice little piece of trivia. An honorary, the only female member ever in the Midnight Express, an honorary member of the Midnight mm. Express. I think that's uh, that's a hot little nugget of, of wrestling trivia. Jim Duggan interrupts, uh, grabs the trophy, smashes it, kisses her. Aggressive. Uh, very aggressive. But he, had, he did get, you know, ethered. There, there's at least, <laughs> it, it fits into a story. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Midnight Express come out. They uh, try to corner uh, Duggan in the ring. Terry Taylor comes out with the two by four. Bill Watts calls it Jim Duggan's stick. (laughs) Yeah. He's got his stick. Very menacing. His stick. Very. Then uh, they powder out. Next segment. Pat Rose and Barry Orton versus the Fantastics. White jackets this week. Yes. So Dr. X is in the crowd with a blue mask changing things up. I also realized that um, Tommy Rogers, he just he's like he's like, oh, uh, we're going to strut. Okay, let me see if I can strut as good as <laughs> and then and then they get over and then Fulton points to the crowd he's like point at the crowd. He's like, he's just like trying to figure out what he's supposed to do and, and uh, do it not as good. <laughs> well, it is one of those things. I mean, did where did what happened to either of these guys? Because they it's not like I'm, I'm you know, obviously they never went to WWF or right. if they did, they were job guys. That, like, I th- yeah. I don't know. I think they, they maybe went back to Memphis. Like to me, um, Bobby Fulton is a name that I know much better than Tommy Rogers on his own, you know? So maybe Fulton had a little bit of a run by himself. I, I don't know for sure, but I mean, it's, it's, <clears throat> I've certainly heard of the Fantastics way more than I've ever heard either of their individual names. In fact, 
it's possible that there was some hybrid of the fabs and the fantastics. Like when, um, what's his dick joins the midnights that maybe Fulton and Kern do like, a the, the fantastic fabulous ones or something that may not be right, but I, I have some recollection of that possibly happening. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, sounds right. Ugly finisher in this match. Uh, I don't know if it's Bobby or Tommy has their partner up and goes to body slam him on Pat Rose, and which you would want to do perpendicular, right? To land across the sure. body of your opponent. Instead, does it parallel? Oh yeah. And they, he just lands flat on top of the fucking guy, and it is oh. ugly looking. Yeah, no good, no good, Ooh, no bueno. Then, um, or maybe it was Orton. I don't know who took it. Somebody fucking took it and didn't yeah. like it. I'll tell you that much. Crusher Khrushchev and Butch Reed versus Mark Reagan and Mike Jackson. Okay. Um, so that's, we got Reagan. He's in his Michael Jackson gear, finally. That's right. Oddly enough, working with Mike Jackson, who looks like a, you know, a pharmacist or maybe a dermatologist or something. Yeah. Um, Amazing that that guy, Mike Jackson, you know, he's on every week and you would think that the cowboy would be like, this guy just looks like, like, I, I can't believe <laughs> he's like, he gets so much action, even though he never wins, but he gets to work. It um, feels like they are starting to cycle through the job guys yeah. because it's like, you know, the Savoldis and um, Weingroffs have kind yeah. of disappeared and now we're bringing in... <clears throat> Newer guys, like clearly Mark Reagan is is a new job guy. Uh, next but it's also week, like it's like Hans. Mark. Oh right, Hans Schroeder is new to the territory. Um, I th- feel like he's like Rick McCord. Rick McCord, Jesus, that guy. He okay. looked like he'd had about half of a match in his life. But <laughs> Reagan, it's like, dude, do you know where the hard cam is? Because he's just standing in front of the people who are being introduced at the start of this match. <laughs> I think back, they had high hopes for Reagan, and then they, they realized they didn't have shit. Yeah. Um, this is also the match where I, it dawns on me. I was like, feels like Khrushchev is on his own now. Volkov is, is up in New York at this point. Must he, be. He's already gone. He's gone to tag with the Sheik or something. Yeah. Now we get, now we're supposed to get Buddy Landell versus Sonny King. Buddy called him out at the top of the show. Sonny agrees to it. Uh, but Buddy strained his elbow doing lots of push ups in the back. So he comes It'll out. Happen. It, it happens all the time, man. You push it. It's quality, not quantity. Get your form down. Yeah, get a pump for the match, but don't overdo it. So he comes out with Mr. Wrestling 2. Now it's Mr. Wrestling 2 versus Sonny King, which also I'm at the point now where I'm like, is Mr. Wrestling gone from the territory? Has he moved on to somewhere else? Is he up in Minnesota or somewhere? Where is he? Where is he? Got a ref bump in this match again. Uh, Buddy chokes, tries to choke out Sonny King. Ref comes to, we got a DQ. And... Uh, I don't know if anything else happens after that. I feel like that was kind of the end of the segment. I mean, just building more heat between Buddy and Sonny. Interesting. That's not, wait a minute. So, uh, Duggan doesn't come out there? 
Did he? If he did, I didn't. No. Is it next week when the mask gets pulled off? That's next week. Okay. All right. I think they powder after after uh, the DQ. Sunny. Uh, Ernie Ladd versus two bums. Uh, Ernie Ladd asked Jim Ross, "What? What? He had me fight two bums last week. You got two bums this week. What do you think I am? A bum seeker? <laughs> A bum seeker? What are you talking about? This is where is bum seeker Dabacato? This is my new favorite phrase. Do you think I'm a bum seeker? You keep giving me bums. And Jim Ross is like, I don't make the matches. I just call the action. Man, I'd rather be at the desk, quite frankly. Jesus Christ. Uh, Ernie Ladd wants Magnum TA. He wants the North American title. He tosses the two bums out of the ring over the top rope. Uh, match hadn't started yet. Should have been a DQ, but apparently it murders both of them. They can't even get up. Magnum comes out. because Starts cutting a promo. Says he's not a coward. Uh, Ernie wants to know where's the belt and I love that they I love that just WWE has completely years ago completely dropped the proper channels of like because this is always the, the get out of jail free card it's like I don't make the matches right? I can't just give you a title shot you have to either earn it or Grizzly Smith deems it like you can't just come out here and but you wouldn't have an episode of Monday Night Raw if somebody couldn't come out and be like <laughs> it's it is so funny because when they vacillate between I just declare I'm challenging you for the title and you, now I'm getting a title match and also well you got to earn your spot on a survivor series team right or like the, the the classic was always the royal rumble everybody declares they're going in the royal rumble except John Cena John Cena had for like two or three years in a row no clear path into mania had to earn his shot into Mania. Had to earn his shot into the Rumble or whatever. It's just like, well, it's just bad storytelling. That's well, all. Well, yeah, inconsistency <laughs> is is a hallmark of bad storytelling. Then Ernie Ladd slaps the shit out of Magnum TA. Mm. I felt that fucking thirty five years later watching this yeah. shit. Oh my hands God. of stone. Damn. Magnum rips off his shirt. Now Ernie Ladd is like, no, 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 no. I. I don't want this match as a standby with two minutes left. I want a proper match. So we're off to the races. Mid-South. I like, that Boyd, I like that Boyd Pierce lets you know that it's going to be on the same channel next week. Don't, don't get it twisted. <laughs> don't get it twisted. Same channel, same time. Don't, I know you don't got to look around. Idiots. It's here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Stop flipping the channels. You found it. July 7th, 1984. Boyd. Bill Watts fashion watch. Same clothes. Same clothes as last week. I don't think Bill got a shower in. Hmm. Boyd Pierce fashion police. He looks like a flag on a boat. He's got yeah. like a bright totally. red coat yep. and then a weird pattern of stripes Wait, on the top. I thought that the, the coat wasn't. I thought the coat was maybe blue. No. I wrote down red coat. Okay. Red coat, blue and white tie. Yeah, the tie is like a, the tie had yeah. some dark navy blue and then some random white stripes of varying lengths and that, sizes. You know what's so funny is my recollection is blue coat and that the tie was red and white. So that's just weird how you you know the brain. Oh, funny, it's, it's yeah. a brain thing. Anyway, let's see. Cornette's cutting a promo with a hot mic. What what is yeah. up with the audio guy at Mid South? Joel. Joel, you're not <laughs> or, at the announce desk anymore. What's the guy in the truck that he always... Or, uh, Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts. 
he's out there with Mr. Wrestling 2. Mr. Wrestling 1 is clearly gone, left the territory. This is We're dropping this angle as fast as we can, and let's do it today. Wearing a nice Ocean Pacific t-shirt, Ooh, yeah, too. Dude. Classic. Real. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Wrestling 2 is now Cornette's new bodyguard. And then they go and they introduce the Midnight Express. Now we're getting the Midnights versus PYT, the Pretty Young Things. Which that was the t- remember last week I was like, what's the they also advertised another thing that didn't happen? And it was the pretty right. young things. Right. Who are taking Mark Reagan's gimmick away from Oh, him. completely. <laughs> they come out to fucking Michael Jackson. They've got the red leather coats on. Yeah. Incredible, dude. I was not aware of this tag team at all. And I and I love it. Yeah. This is this is a good combination. I also love that it's it's I guess they're from Memphis. That's what he said. Right. Um, but again, it is like, it is like the Bill Watts philosophy of like, well, the new philosophy that he, that he got from Jerry Jarrett. It's like, we need young, exciting, good looking guys to draw in young women in the audience. You know? Oh, uh, let's see. Coco, beware with that drop kick! Oh my God! Oh yeah, he's, he, he, it's like he dropped. It's like he kicks him on the top of their forehead. It's insane. <laughs> uh, Cornette gets bumped. Then we get a ref bump. Oh, the oh, ref yeah. bump! Yeah, fucking Corny took a big old drop kick off the Dude. apron. Dude. Then we get uh, Jim Duggan in. He gets wrestling to his mask. Hercules Hernandez snatched it off his head. Dude, you didn't tie your mask before you went out to work. Dude, Herc, though, that, that promo, it's like, slow the fuck down. <laughs> I, it's like, you can't tell what the fuck he's saying, hardly. But anyway, nice debut, you need, bud. You need to listen if they're on YouTube or somewhere when Cornette tells Hercules stories. They are the funniest <laughs> fucking things, dude. Yeah. He, he, you know, God rest his soul. He sounded like a maniac. Him and his old lady lived in the car, and the car was full of cats. Oh, I mean, it's just like, yeah. dude. <laughs> Oh my god. And the uh, PYT wins the match. Yeah. All that bullshit. All the melee. We got a big we got some contenders now. They beat the 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 crowned tag team champions. Dr. Death versus Hans Schroeder. Dr. Uh, Death, dude, he ain't there yet. He don't no. he don't look he don't look badass and he don't wrestle badass. Mm-mm. No doubt. Hans Schroeder, uh, Bill Watts points out he's very new to the territory. First match in Mid-South. Maybe he's hiding from uh, a tribunal in Germany somewhere. We don't know. <laughs> That's right. Uh, that big slam, that power slam that he does. Holy shit. Mm. Uh, quick work of him. Dr. Death wins. Terry Taylor comes out. He's with JR at ringside. Terry wants his medal. Terry's I guess this is how this is going to make Terry a top baby face he doesn't confront the guy right away waits a week till he's now he's already wrestled somebody and he's exhausted now you're going to confront him and then the guy who just wrestled the match shoves you down and then walks away and you do shit about it Terry sucks Terry we got the Fantastics versus Dale Vesey and Bob Brown Arn's sons, basically. <laughs> right? Beasy and Brown look like Arn's two boys. Like, all right, come on out here. We're going to fucking stand yeah. down this walk. It's like John Silver with some hair on his head. <laughs> <laughs> John Silver's. 
couple of middle-aged John Silvers, yes. Uh, now we finally got Buddy versus Sonny. Uh, Butch Reed in there with a chair. Str- Dude. The weirdest gimmicked chair I've ever seen in the history of pro wrestling. It looked, uh, it, was, it was an antique of some variety, I think. And it was like, it had rotted wood that he is, thinks is going to not, I don't know if we're supposed to believe the chair was rotted or if Sonny King has the hardest head in professional wrestling, but he hits he him with the chair. two shots. <laughs> two shots, explodes the chair, and Sonny no-sells it. Mm-mm-mm. It's just, it's, it ain't working. The Sonny King experiment ain't working. No. Somebody get word to the Bills. No, I don't care uh, how long his reach is. <laughs> I'm kidding. Now we get uh, Hercules Hernandez, no longer Mr. Wrestling 2. The gimmick is dead. He cuts a promo. God bless him. And then he dismantles Mike Jackson. Now we get Ernie, just some real rapid fire squash matches. Ernie Ladd is in there with Steve uh, Parson. Is that his name? Is that what I wrote down? Or Robinson? Parson. Parson, I think. Pornson? I don't know what it says. Anyway, Ernie Ladd destroys him. Ernie, can't, like, he hates the people. Yeah. <laughs> like, it he loves seems that. legit. He loves that butt drop, though, man. He loves to fucking Love. drop the legs across you. What do you think he is, a bum seeker? <laughs> Crusher Khrushchev in there with Rick McCord. Oof, Again, it looks like a, like, a, like a dime store Ric Flair Halloween costume. Yeah. <laughs> it's not working. Uh, now we're just filling some time. We get the Magnum TA video again with the worst fake WWE oh, song wow. yeah. on the network. Ugh. Do, do us a favor. Don't put any lyrics on there. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Just, just play the shitty guitar riff. We know you only have a half an hour to get it done, but I mean, that, it, it's, it's got to be like the, 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 the same amount of time like the, the song poem guy gets the fucking right. like, you know, writing the boogie with the thing songs, yeah. getting yeah, that yeah. shit done. Then Crusher Khrushchev cuts a promo with Bill Watts at the end. He wants Dr. Death. He wants his medal back. Dr. Death doesn't have a friend in the place. No. There you go. Mid-South. Next week, July 14 and 21. The summer of 84. What were you doing summer 1984? Dude, uh, waiting for the Tigers to win the World Series, which they did. Wow, look at you. Yeah, man. Look at you. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was getting ready for kindergarten. I was going to have a big... Uh, Big, big fall at uh, yeah. kindergarten, St. Margaret's school. 84. What would I, uh, I would have been nine, whatever fucking grade you're in a nine when you're nine. Yeah. Uh, fifth, maybe fourth grade. Yeah. 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 Cause 85, 85 would have been, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Killer shit, summer dude. dude watching GI Joe. He man. Fucking man. Dude. Having a great time. Who's your favorite wrestler? I'm going to go with uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah. yeah huh? He's got the look, man. He's, 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 he's jacked. He's a and killer. So he's the high chief. We'll see when him and, Ro- uh, him and Randy tangle at the Survivor Series. Should be interesting. Main I event mean, anywhere in a WWE ring. I, you you got to think the... Is the plan Randy's a transitional champion? It almost seems like that's what they're doing on paper, and then when it comes when it comes down to nut cutting time, like Vince is like, we can't do that to Randy. Well, what is it? It's not a it's not a title for title match, right? It's just the two guys with the belts on the two brands fighting, right? That's what I I'm guess. Saying. I guess that's the deal. But it's like it just it. it I don't know. There's you something. Think Roman could hang in a G one. Roman? 
Sure. Fuck yeah. 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 Who's your favorite wrestler, Matt? Uh, Sasha Banks. Oh, the bank statement. The boss. That was a great match. Hell yeah. You know, I think Bailey's such a great heel. And it was one of those things, too, where I, I watched that match, and when it's over, I was like, damn, they've been building up this feud for like two years, year and a half, something like that. I'm like, and then they just blew it off at Hell in a Cell, and then it dawns on me. I was like, oh, wait, no, it's WWE. This feud <laughs> must continue. This Nothing is, is over. All. It felt like a Mania match. And then I was like, oh, of course. It's going to keep going to Mania. <laughs> Wherever it's Mania gonna takes end. place, Florida. It's never going to end. Wherever Mania happens in 2021, Florida, it, it will be there. What a bummer, huh? Bummer, dude. I mean, the amount of professional wrestling that we've missed live. And it's so funny, too, because it's like I was thinking about when I was doing the Mid-South homework, I was like, well, fuck, so much of our show used to be talking about wrestling we went to. It was like easiest thing in the world. Let's go to a yeah. show, tell everybody about what happened the whole night, the whole interaction. It's just Hell like, yeah. it's like missing a limb, you know, and fuck. It, the and LA fuck. Mania week. <laughs> LA Mania Week it is a the the fact that Mike Modest doesn't have a contract and the fact that we're not going to LA Mania Week is a travesty. The Triple W Airbnb Paradise will not happen. I doesn't know. seem like. Vince, where can he find you online? Oh, at Vince Aver on Twitter, Vince.Averill on Instagram. Obviously, the Matt McCarthy Sober Dad record is still available on all digital platforms. Thank That's you to right. who's purchased it so far. Start making um, calls to Sirius XM. Request that shit. You know, on Raw Dog Radio, uh, when they do the request hour, whenever, you know, email them, tweet at them, get get that in the rotation. The Pilau 7-inch is finally out after so many issues at the plan. I finally have the fucking Pilau 7-inch. So if you haven't got one, capsulerecords.bigcartel.com. And this is your old pal, Matt McCarthy, encouraging you to follow me on all forms of social media at McCarthy Redhead. Uh, and this, this weekend, issue 100 of justifying my movie collection, a big yeah, Halloween yeah. spectacular. Patreon. Mm. Young. Have we got any Patreon shout outs? Let's see here. Mm. God damn. It's going to be a busy one next week when everybody ups their tier. I, gotta hope. <laughs> uh, I know we had. And also, even if you just want to throw some bucks at your boys and you don't want to get all the way up to the seven bucks, you can just throw us a couple bucks on the Patreon. You can still support the show, and we so would you can much support the show any way that you can. We will gladly take your money, <laughs> just like JBL, Joe Holford, Joe Holford, yeah, Whole Foods, Ford, Ford, yeah. Food. Well, you're going to be Joe Whole Foods. That's what we're going to call you. It's 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 a product integration. I swore that there was. Another one. What's the problem here? Give me one more second to try to mm. find this. God damn it, pow. It's a now business. It's a push business. Push, push, guess, push. I guess Joe Holford's the only one. Joel, you're over. <laughs> All right, dude. You dude, take care now, Maddie. Will you finally stop? Stop it. Stay home and be safe. Enough of this wandering around all, all over the city. Crowding people. <laughs> Later, dog. What about